Yeah. Sorry about that. All right. That's fine. All right. Let's just get let's get this let's get this show on the boat. Show on the boat. Let's get this boat on the road. <laughs> <laughs> let's get this boat on the road. Okay. <laughs> Episode ninety? Yeah. Maybe. Wait, yeah, that would make sense. Whoa. Episode ninety. Here we are, folks. We, Episode ninety. We are nonogentarians. What is it? Non it's like what? octogentarian is like the word for somebody who's eighty years old. Um Octogenarian. A person who is eighty to eighty nine years old. But what is I think it's like a nonogenarian? Not nonagenarian we're we're a nonagenarian podcast folks we're 90 weeks old wow we did it actually we're 91 weeks old because remember we skipped an episode yeah well i also think there were actually 89 episodes but i've lost count and nobody really knows so because <laughs> we're not one of those podcasts that puts mm-hmm. the number because it in just front of the it title. ruins the title it ruins the i mean it does. yeah yeah anyway uh we are here it is it was eight in the morning, but now it's eight thirty-five, uh, because somebody had to update his PC. Uh, I did not have to. Hashtag Mac well, Life. I am I right? I did. I did because it made me. It like it like forces. That you. is the worst thing in the world. Bill Gates, if you're listening, and I know you are, please, <laughs> please make <laughs> it. This. Please make it so that it doesn't force me to update your stupid, dumb operating system. I hate it. Because it's it does this they fixed this they fixed it by doing this I don't know if I talked about this in the podcast Maybe. they do this thing where it's uh, like later. oh here yeah later you want to do this later and I'm like yep absolutely and it goes okay cool we'll do it when you're asleep I promise and uh-huh. then I'm like okay cool and then oh it's when like, did we say when you were asleep we meant at oh exactly when you needed your computer that was the time <laughs> that was the time that we wanted it it's a very intelligent operating system uh-huh. because it always knows when you're writing a report at the last minute mm-hmm. so that it can update. We are so close to AI because the computers know the maximum time that's going to piss us off for <laughs> updating the <laughs> software. Uh that's that's uh. it. We know we have the computers are alive, they know our emotions, they want to get at us. Anyway, this has been the crunch. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> <laughs> This is now this is now a Windows. This is now an anti artificial intelligence podcast. This is a I am against computers being sentient. Thank you. That is my I, official stance. I, this is this is an ironic philosophical opinion that oh, I've go. been talking about in real life, but I want to talk about it on the podcast. I think that AI is going to present a problem for Thomism, and here's why. Oh boy, let me because... just hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. All right, I've strapped in. Please continue. <laughs> now, this is my this is my this is my complete and 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 lacking understanding of Thomism. So, okay. and any and all of our smarter than me podcast listeners are going to have to correct me on this. Is mm-hmm. it like man is the rational animal? Right. Like man is the is the one that can like reason through informational bits and things. Like AI mm-hmm. is going to get so good. It's not going to be able to like do everything that we can do. But I mean, you saw that Google that Google Assistant video. I mean, it it's pretty smart. I it, didn't. It can... I did not watch the Google Assistant video, but okay, I watch the Google. Watch the Google Assistant video. But I did watch um, Avengers Two: Age of Ultron, and I think that's about <laughs> the same as far as like AI goes. You know, like does the Google Assistant say? I mean, kind of inherit or kind of uh, uh, seize a robot form and kind of walk around. Um, <laughs> Is that kind of a situation that we're dealing with, or is it more of like a disembodied kind of Jarvis type of deal? It's more of a disembodied Jarvis kind of deal. Okay, but also the difference. And so you bring up a good point. I I'm do. Thinking, so the the Google the Google Hangout video they like we talked about it last week. They call the they call this like restaurant and they're like trying to set up a reservation time. And the restaurant owner's like, oh well, we don't do reservations, but like, um, and they're like, oh well, when's your what what's your wait time like for at like 10 till 12 and like oh it's really not that busy just come by with a group of four like you're good and then this isn't like okay cool thank you so much and sends that information to you and so it makes this phone call without you even watching it it does it in the background while you're not looking and so it, it it's it's 
it's smart and it, like it gathers information and it can process information and it has conversations. So it's like it's obviously imitating a human, you know, but it's like so good at imitating a human. Like eventually we're not gonna be able to tell if we're talking to an operator on a customer service line or we're talking to a robot. So like if, if you just think of a of a of a, a human being as someone as just a, like an animal, like a like carbon based life form that can process information. Um, you're going to have a problem with distinguishing AI from like actual people. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to need to move more into a, into the personalism of philosophers like John Paul II and Edith Stein mm. and those kinds of people who talk about... How like, dare you suggest that a modernist pope is better at <laughs> theology and philosophy than the great angelic the great. doctor... They don't have a podcast. They don't have a podcast called Pints with JP2. You don't see Bishop Barron going on to the Cup of Joe with Joey Paul. That's not a it's not a thing, right? Uh let me tell you this. You're wrong. I'm not. And the difference between <laughs> the difference between Google Hangout or the Google Assistant whatever and the difference uh-huh. between that and Ultron is that Ultron the, becomes self-aware. Uh-huh. And tries to kill everyone. Yeah. <laughs> which so is so, which is the only logical conclusion of the Google Assistant. Because you tell the no, Google Assistant, you tell the Google only... Assistant, hey, get me dinner reservations. And then the Google Assistant calls and can't get dinner reservations anywhere. So it decides that the best way to have make sure that you can get dinner on time is to kill everybody else so that nobody else will be in line. This is the reality <laughs> that we're living in. There is no other no. option. AI AI can definitely kill people. Yes, as it stands right now, but not because it's become self aware, but be- because it's, yeah, because because it's, it's not self aware. It's artificial dumb. Exactly. My point is <laughs> that <laughs> I'm so glad you're here because uh-huh. this would just turn into a boring, poorly put together, very badly formed philosophical. No, rant. it's good, and you're you're thinking about things in a way that this is what Zach Mabry told me last night on the roman circus podcast is that were you on the roman circus podcast last night yeah is that uh you're the smart one and i'm the funny hold one. on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on what <laughs> why wasn't i on the roman you circus went podcast? to washington without me <laughs> you have no ground to stand on i have ground to stand on uh-huh. zach if you're listening to this he is friendship over zach if you're listening oh, to this if you're listening to this, friendship leveled up. I, I'm going to take all of my copies of The Little Rascals on DVD and Blu-ray, and I'm going to burn them. Burn them. Wow. Never using that gif again. Okay. So anyway, um, the personal phenomenology you're gonna talks keep, more you're about You're just going like to keep going on this. Okay. No, this is the last part. Okay. This is the last okay. part. Okay. So like we have a self, and we are aware of ourselves so when i say i it's different than when ethan says i and we know that and we like when i say i i not only know that i am but i also know what it means to be an individual and so what i'm saying is ai can never know that it's impossible to give an ai self-awareness because in order to have self-awareness you have to have so you're telling me you're telling me that there will never be an ai am (laughs) there was an ai am and we don't use it anymore Okay. Oh, that was good. That was like a double whammy. Okay. Uh, so that was some fun intro banter, kind of about the personhood of machines. <laughs> That's great. That's, you know, I'm thinking about all the sorority girls and moms that listen to our podcast, and I just know that they hopped onto this podcast today thinking, like, what do Ethan and Patrick think about artificial intelligence? Thank goodness we gave them that. <laughs> We're good. It's very good. Uh... Monthly mailbag? So monthly mailbag? Monthly mailbag? Monthly mailbag. <laughs> okay. You've got... So... We don't have any, like, voicemails. I mean, we might have voicemails, uh, but I am not going to uh, download them and edit them into the show. Patrick has a bunch of email questions that we want to get to. Yeah, so, so that's the point. shout plan. out to Maria for giving me, like, this really long essay-based question. I don't think I can answer it on the podcast because it's very nuanced and uh-huh. it's, like, pages and pages long so i'm gonna i'm gonna read it and i'm gonna get to it later today we have nothing resembling nuance on this podcast so don't even expect us this needs to be very short one-line questions Uh first of all first of all this is some so so shout out and then shout out 
to Malchus for it's a, it's a giving name. us three questions. So wow. this is going to be the Malchus cast. This is the monthly Malchus. Monthly Malchus. So here, here's, here's, here's our first question. All right. First question. What are some specific qualities of a good Newman group on campus? Okay. That is a good question. That's a good question. Uh, what are some so, these specific qualities? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I don't go to a campus that has Newman, so. Oh, so it's really just yeah. kind of directed towards me. This is really kind of a you the balls question in, because first balls of all, in my court like, now. like you're 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 Mister you're Mister Campus Ministry over here. Hey yo, hey, uh, I leave for training today. Get excited! There you go, I'm podcasting instead of packing. Ministry. Okay, um, let me think. So qualities of a good Newman Center. So I'd think it's kind of hard to. I don't want to call anybody out. I don't want anybody to feel like their Newman Center isn't good or anything like that. I'm going to talk from experience and what I perceive to be good and bad. Okay, this is not a don't don't feel like you have to listen to me. I think one of the most important <laughs> things is a good priest, which is something that you can't necessarily control. Unfortunately, write letters to the bishop. Honestly, if you if you have a priest at your Newman Center that is actively damaging to ministry in any number of ways, you know, lack of willingness to administer the sacraments at times convenient for students, lack of willingness to try new things, lack of willingness to evangelize kind of out on the campus and make a more outward presence known, or maybe the inverse, maybe they're very outward and they're not necessarily focused on building up, you know, disciples within the community. Um, there can be priests that have, you know, different ideas about how to do Newman or, or college ministry. Um, and, you know, hopefully they're all trying their best. And I'd say the number one thing is, you know, try and go and talk to your priest if they're doing things that the students don't like um, and make an open dialogue. And But sometimes that just doesn't, that's not a reality. And so, like Patrick said, write a letter to your bishop, ask for, ask for a priest that understands young people and relates to young people. Um, there, I'm not going to like totally say that, you know, a, a, an old priest cannot do anything with the youth, but it's certainly easier for a, a younger priest to uh, be more involved and kind of understand where college students are coming from and all of those sort of things. Uh, I mean, certainly talk to the priest. Yes, first, I cannot I like, emphasize that enough. Talk to your priest. Yeah, talking about a priest behind his back is probably the worst thing you can do. Just like, to be not clear, only the gossip, it's also about a gossip of a priest of Jesus Christ. I am not advocating uh, gossiping about priests. Definitely talk to them first. But yeah, I understand like, that there are some situations that are very very difficult so yeah because we we have a we have a great priest at our campus father don he's he's an old boy he's long he's he's long past the retired date but he still does right you know he still does and and he he's great he's great with us not because he's like we can go hang out and play hacky sack with him in the quad (laughs) you want to play some ski ball father It's because he'll just sit in a gazebo and hear your confession whenever you want, right. and like, just and that's talk dope. To you. And he's just like, eh, yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's a... one time. One time we were processing, like, never mind. That's not a story that I'm going to tell on the podcast. Awesome, right. Father Don's awesome. Uh, other things you need to have need. Sorry, you should. A good quality would be the juniors and seniors in leadership positions. Uh, kind of leading the way, understanding how things have been done in the past and improving them, not just doing the same things that you've been doing for the past, you know, however many years, but actively trying to create new ministry events, create new, um, I don't know, groups and organizations and you know, men's groups and women's groups and all of these different things um, that the juniors and seniors have seen what works and what doesn't work and are actively trying to do new things and actively trying to lead the freshmen and sophomores uh into a deeper relationship with Christ. That's kind of their responsibility as people that have been there longer is creating an environment in which people coming in and people who are younger uh, feel welcomed, feel at home and feel like that there's a real chance to grow and they can see a progression. You know, if you're a senior, you should be further along in your faith in theory than someone who's a freshman, right? You should, there should be people that, you know, can be looked up to. Like, that's what I remember as a freshman. Like, there were these guys that were juniors and seniors that I just looked up to. I didn't know them super well, but I saw their faith, and it was a radical witness to me. And, you know, hopefully I was that to other people, and hopefully you can be that to other people. So junior-senior leadership, very important. Um, You can't be so 
focused on you can't just do things just for the sake of doing them you need to have a mission mission needs to be a part of everything that you do is your goal to bring in students from the campus and bring them into your stuff is your goal to bring in just catholics and really just focus on like the catholic presence at your university is your goal to uh, have some ecumenical events and kind of dialogue with the other protestant ministries on campus like what is the goal what is the mission of your parish or of your newman center um really if because you don't know what you're doing and why you're doing it then it's not going to be effective and nobody yeah, will like, really we have this, direction we all, this is this is general advice for any organization i was talking right. to a family friend of mine who was like asking questions about her parish and she was like how how can we get the youth more involved in our parish and i told her you know if if your if your parish's mission is not to get the youth involved in your parish they're not going to if you're not putting money towards youth ministry if you're not if you're not putting the focus on having meetings about what you can do better to improve youth ministry you know it's it's not it's not just it's not a goal it's just a wish you know yeah and so if you if you want to there, there's so many things that the church can do mm-hmm. right you know a newman center isn't gonna have to focus on youth ministry because there's no high schoolers around probably so there's so many things that a church can do you should probably just narrow it down to like one or two things state the goal at the beginning of the year and mm-hmm. then everyone come up with like individual uh goals personal goals that you can do to contribute to that final goal yeah my household did that at the beginning of the year when we wanted to improve evangelization and then that's the year that we won the steel cross award which is the household award for the best evangelization so we did it wow yeah that's great good job thank you uh i this is hard because it's like it's just a, such a general like what are some good qualities and Oh, the other thing is prayer, obviously. Root beer keg stands. Oh, root, yeah, beer, yeah, yeah. root beer keg stands, number one. <laughs> that's that's day one. If you don't have that, then what are you doing? Uh, second, second to root beer keg stands is prayer. If you have good confession times and people are going to confession, that's a good sign. If you have uh, regular exposition of the Eucharist and people are going and spending time with Jesus, that's a good sign. Those things that should be encouraged is receiving the sacraments, spending time in the chapel in prayer, providing opportunities, kind of maybe if somebody doesn't know about adoration, you know, maybe you have a big event that has adoration as a part of it, and that's a way that we can kind of get maybe some people that are not as experienced with just going and praying, you know, some experience in, in with Jesus. Uh, so, again, creating those opportunities and inviting people into something that is deeper and something that is different. A big thing is that, you know, just for the Newman Center as a whole— Ideally, it's on campus. It's somewhere close to campus. It's somewhere that people can go where they feel like they're at home, one. And two, it's just different. It should be a different place. Like, it should be home because they should be able to study there. They should be able to hang out there. They should feel relaxed there. They shouldn't feel like they're an intruder. Um, I spent a ton of time at our Newman Center. It's not the most homey building, but I made it home because I spent so much time there. And there's snacks and, like, all these things there. That's great. Uh, at the same time, it should be somewhere, somewhere that's different. It should be you should be stepping outside of the world. You should be stepping outside of the campus into something that is deeper than just your small talk conversations with people in between class, than just your homework study group. You know, so that kind of again, it's it's an environmental thing. You know, are people talking to each other? Are they having good conversations, or is it the same? Is it just like another union but Catholic? Yeah. I don't know. All things to think about. Those are all of my thoughts, Patrick. What do you, what do you, you got? Anything else? I kind of gave in. I kind of gave my thoughts as you went. Okay. I, I I agree with that you said that all. That all sounds pretty good. It, it all sounded like what my youth ministry did in high school. The especially the the senior leadership thing you were talking about. Yeah, it's all about active participation, especially when you get older. Because if you whoa active participation, if you want, yeah. Ugh. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that was a that was a liturgy joke, folks. Oh, <laughs> if you if you want your group to continue after you graduate, mm-hmm. you can't just sit around and enjoy the group. You know, you can't just be like, oh, I just go to all these things. And I like I, you, can, you can't be like a moocher. Uh-huh. Yeah. Center. Yeah. You're going to have to you're going to have to participate. And then if you you, you, you could always not you know, be a leader in your group and that's fine. But yeah, I'm not saying you have to be a leader. Definitely. That's, yeah. That's not understand that you then shouldn't complain about your group if it starts to you know tank later in life and i speak from experience in that because that's kind of what happened to our youth ministries you know when when i was a freshman and a sophomore we had some really great leaders student leaders and then as we got older 
membership started to dwindle and we were all like ah oh, the youth ministers all the birds the adults and they're grumble 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 and then we're just we're we're literally part of a peer leadership group and we're not doing anything to bring people to youth ministry our youth ministry is dwindling and we're like what's going on so yeah it's as the uh as the scouts say uh-huh yeah mm-hmm. uh, leave things better than you found them Yes. Is that what the scouts say? I don't know. Leave only footprints, take only pictures. There are footprints in the sand. Um, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What's the, uh, what's the next question, Patrick? All right, shout out Malchus for bringing us question number two. Okay. I figured that we would do this one second because it's, it's a, it's a very, it's a very fun question. Okay. Um, how do you bring Jesus to someone if they develop a crush for you? And you don't return the feelings hmm. because I want to send this person the message that I don't return the feelings, but I also want to be inviting. So they feel welcome at our Catholic community on campus. Okay. This, if we're being honest, this is something that I have struggled with. Something that I suck at. This is a humble brag moment. Ethan's this is, like, no, this is this. not, I'm not, tr- no, no, no. Well, I literally, this is, I, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to lie to He's you. He's all sweaty now. Yeah. I've, I've been sweaty this whole time. So <laughs> what it comes down to is. You, one, you have to, there's another person on the other side of this, right? That has real feelings and real feelings that are attached to you and therefore uh, attached to the church. Mm. So the temptation is to say, oh, I am going to, even though I don't feel feelings for this person, I want to be their friend and I don't want them to have negative uh, associations with the church. And so you kind of try to do this dance of like, being their friend, but not leading them on, but also like talking about the church, but also like not pressuring them in anything. And then they're, they're doing the dance of like, does he like me? Does he not like me or she, whatever. Uh, and then you just get into the awkward thing and it always ends poorly and it's not worth your time. <laughs> Sorry. That's just, that's just <laughs> how it, that's just how it is. Very rarely do these situations end up well. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 but it, usually if you go the route of, I'm going to flirt them into the church. Yeah. Or even like, if you, I'm going to flirt them into you say a like, Hey, we're not going to date. It's still like a weird situation. And yeah, you, we, here's the thing. We have to trust in Jesus, which is just a general, it's more of a comment really. <laughs> but, uh, we have to know that God is always calling people to truth. God is always calling people closer to him. And so we can try different things. We can try to say like, hey, you should talk to my friend, hopefully of the same gender or the same gender as they are and say like, hey, talk to this girl. Um, She's my friend. She's great. She would love to like talk to you about this sort of thing. But if they can't kind of keep like gravitating back towards you, then really what you have to do is used to say, Lord, I trust you so much that I'm just not going to deal with it because it's it is not good for your emotional, emotional chastity. It's not good for their emotional chastity. And it's going to end up with somebody getting hurt in some way. And so you have to say, literally, like, I can't just be friends with you just because I want you to to know the truth because I don't want you to get hurt and I don't want to get hurt and I don't want to be the cause of anything. And so you have to have the trust that God will take care of this person because you are not in a position to help them, unfortunately. And when you ignore problems, one of two things can happen. One, it goes away. Or two, it ruins your whole life. So it's a 50-50 shot, which I say are good odds. I don't think it's that, though. No, I know. I can't tell if that was a goof. That was a goof. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's been a theme all week. My Phoebe was like, he was like, Patrick, I can't tell when you're goofing or not. I have this standard goof that I want my firstborn son to be named Theophilus. Uh huh. And it's a long-standing goof. And I was talking about it, and she was like, Oh my gosh, I can't. She just brought it up in conversation. She was like, Oh my gosh, like, the, you you really want your kid's name to be Theophilus? And I was like, No. And she was like, What? I was like, Yeah, I was a goof. And she goes, but I, I, I didn't know that. I couldn't tell. So I think I, I think something I need to work on in my life is how to be less goof. Wow, that's very good. This is the introspective part of the podcast. Do you have any other thoughts on the question? Did, was I right? Am I wrong? Tell me. You're right. You're right. Okay. I think when I when I say when I say that you're right, it it's it's bad because then. I don't get to say anything, and then sorry, the I kind of just ends, took but, it. I didn't mean to. But, no, no, it, it's okay that you're right. It's good, but <laughs> I don't know. I think that uh, 
obviously this is a tough situation mm -hmm. and i don't i don't know if ignoring it is the best way to go but like it, it all depends ah classic it depends on the situation depends on the person like, mm -hmm. if they've been explicit with their feelings towards you mm -hmm. you should like they've told you you probably shouldn't ignore it if they're if you kind of think that they have feelings yeah, for you that is do what i do mm -hmm. and ignore them. ignore it just yeah just let it go because like because if they think they have feelings for you and they don't really know you that well mm -hmm. then they don't actually have feelings for you they just think you're kind of you know kind of kind of saucy kind of crunchy you know? kind of a little crunchy kind of a little tasty there uh they think that but honestly if you just act normal and you just live the way that you're living and you live virtuously and you don't make any extra effort towards them then they're not going to take anything negatively or take anything the way that you won't, didn't intend it because that's another temptation is to maybe make them feel extra welcome maybe make them feel because you know that they're kind of like looking into the church or looking into this or looking into that or you kind of want them more involved and that is one situation when my like hospitality brain has to go reverse and say i cannot give this person any extra attention because it's it will be bad so yeah yeah there you go okay the next question well what about this though oh okay what if we did kind of like a uh mrs doubtfire situation and <laughs> kind of maybe had like an alter ego that was the same gender as that person oh, and no. kind of we we went to go get like she asked us out and we panicked and we said yes um but she also is really good friends with our sister uh becky and so we kind of <laughs> have to go to the bathroom every couple of minutes and like becky's having trouble and then like i'm having trouble and like this girl's really confused and um, I think it could be fun. I think it could be. Wait, a... is that a Mrs. Is that a Mrs. Doubtfire situation? That was an entire Mrs. Doubtfire situation. Wait, there. Who was dressing up as a woman? Me, Ethan. Oh, why? Because, <laughs> so the girl that likes me that wants to join the church, or maybe yeah. thinks that she wants to join the church, she needs to be best friends with the girl that I dress up as, aka Becky. Okay. Right. So she becomes yeah. best friends with Becky, but she's also in love with me, Ethan. I'm. I am also Becky. Right? Okay. <laughs> Does that yeah. make sense? You follow me now? I'm following it now. So yeah, it's... I thought we like actually had a sister named Becky who was like giving us advice. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm okay. Becky. I was confused. I was so confused by the costume that I thought it was another person. <laughs> I confused you audibly. You didn't even have to visually <laughs> see my costume to think that it was somebody else. Mrs. Doubtfire is a is a visually based mm -hmm. bit. Mm -hmm. you, can't just, you can't do it. Well, I kind of I kind of described it and I said it, and so I was hoping that you would know. Okay, 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 okay. So what happens when you put on the dress? I haven't gotten that far. I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to so think you, about it. As Becky, you mm -hmm. kind of subtly hint to her mm -hmm. that she should that your bro that you, Ethan, not yeah. not but her brother, quote unquote, mm -hmm. sucks. Like, yeah, like I would talk bad bad on myself, be like, Yeah, Ethan yeah, really yeah, smells yeah. and then I would just make an absolute slob on myself when I was me at the dinner table, like eating food off of her plate. Um, like throwing Ooh. sauce, talking with my mouth full. Like I would get the spaghetti and just kind of fling the noodles around, slurp them up. And then wait a just... second, wait a second. If the slobby thing is supposed to get her to not date you, then why do the whole Mrs. Doubtfire thing in the first place? <laughs> uh, you know what? Maybe sometimes you just want to wear a dress, Patrick. Because <laughs> I've seen both of these sitcoms. I've seen both of these episodes of Drake and Josh. You know? <laughs> I, I was exactly like... what I was thinking. <laughs> Because, I, but that's not even sidetrack for a second. That's not even the plot of that Drake and Josh episode. Is because they have the meatballs and they think that their dad is cheating on their mom, and so they go and they <laughs> rub the meatballs in this woman's like blouse. And it's not if they're not trying to like unimpress a girl. I don't think. I think that's just. But I was thinking of the exact same scene. <laughs> okay. I'm glad we were on the same page. R. E. Drake and Josh. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Yo, one time I like didn't realize there was the helicopter episode of Drake and Josh. Like, I completely uh -huh. missed it. And so like years later, I'm like, there's a whole new episode of Drake and Josh I've never seen before. It was incredible. You've never seen the helicopter episode? Well, I, I did like maybe E stands for extra fuel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's one of the oh, that's an all time Nickelodeon 
bit right there is the helicopter where they 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 knock out the instructor <laughs> like <laughs> that's just so ridiculous dang oh man we are we are drake and josh like late season where josh mm-hmm. gets thinner i'm josh you're drake it happens i'm drake yeah yeah where drake is like super successful with women like early on but later it just gets more and more challenging because he, he his only thing is that he's in a band and <laughs> my only thing is that i have a podcast <laughs> and then you get the stable girlfriend and i'm just lonely and yeah, yeah sounds, this that sounds about right it's right. good feeling good what's the next question <laughs> all right mariel i'm answering your question now awesome mariel sent me this question several times i feel like we have answered it on the podcast you might have just missed the episode maybe it's about the sabbath okay so she like she gave me this really long paragraph i'm gonna boil it down college students have weird schedules our weird schedules sometimes don't allow us to rest on sundays so she's uh-huh. saying so as a student i find it incredibly difficult not to have meetings scheduled on sundays even franciscan schedules meeting on sunday meetings on sunday sometimes right. mission meetings are always on sundays and it makes me so mad um so like then sunday becomes an unofficial extra work day mm-hmm. and then you can't like you can't like you can't say like oh well i can't you sound lazy if you say i can't go to this meeting because it's sunday i need to rest you know mm-hmm. so like so she's saying is it acceptable that I dedicate Saturday as my Sabbath, but go to mass on Sunday? Um, I have thought long and hard of this question, Mario. Ethan, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are if priests can move their Sabbath, because um, they have to work Do all day priests? on Sunday. I mean, Do priests move their Sabbath? Uh, most priests take an extra day off during the week because they, like Monday off or Tuesday off, because they work all day on Sunday. Uh a lot of priests that I know, at least, maybe not your priests, or like a youth, my youth minister friends who have, you know, life night on Sunday nights and they spend all day preparing, they'll take Monday off. Um, mm-hmm. So they communicate the Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> so they're still, they're still taking, I mean, cause some, it, I mean, it's just the reality is that some professions and some occupations, including being a student, sometimes require you to do work on Sunday like being a priest or being a church worker, um, being a student is kind of, I don't necessarily buy it as much as a student, but we can get into that. And so it, it, the precedent is there to have a different Sabbath day on Saturday, um, or whenever, but what do you think? This is great because I think that you're a little wrong on this one. Awesome. I think that, I think that, so the, the priest communicating their Sabbath and church workers, mm-hmm. um, not, not like, so in, in scripture, <clears throat> Christ talks about how yes the Pharisees do the priests in the temple violate the Sabbath. No, of course not. There's a provision. So in in the Sabbath law there's a provision for people working in the temple. I think that carries over into us. Yeah. Know? So like so people that are that are doing the work of the church on Sunday. The work of the church doesn't stop on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But the work of the world stops on Sunday. Okay. I think that's what you were saying is like I don't think student really counts as much. Right. Cuz sure, sure, you know, like a youth minister is doing you know, preparing a talk or like getting kids to come to the to the youth building and mm-hmm, all that stuff mm-hmm. on Sunday, but he shouldn't be doing his paperwork on Sunday. You know what I mean? Right. There's, yeah. There are certain things that are that are that should be that only the necessary work should be done on Sunday. Um, and I don't think it can be communicated. Yeah, that was that a even... goof. I don't think you can communicate the Sabbath. I think I that's just more of like a practical like they work all day on Sunday for the church, and so they yeah. take a day off on Monday. Yeah. Unlike the world, you know. But I don't. Yeah. Hey, church church gift store workers take the day off on Monday too. I don't know. Yeah. There's like a bunch of church things that are open on that aren't open on Monday. Yeah. Because everything's open on Sunday. But I don't think is, like and, is but is it a Sabbath is the question. Like is, right, so so in, in the same in the same sense as the Jews used it? Yeah. So like it says like keep the keep the Sabbath day holy, keep the Lord's Day holy. If if I'm in a position where I do work for the church, if I'm a priest, let's just say I'm a priest, make it easy. If I'm a priest is the Sabbath, does the Sabbath then become my Monday or is the Sabbath always Sunday and Monday is just a day off? I think that, um, we need to define what Sabbath means. Does Sabbath mean the Lord's day or does it mean a day of rest? That's my question to you. Yeah. I think, I think Sabbath means the Lord's day. So no, you can't communicate it. That was, that's my initial reaction is the Sabbath was important because it was the seventh day. Mm -hmm. Our Lord's day is important because it's the eighth day. Right. Right, so, so it's this day of new creation. It's the 
day the resurrection happened like that's why we sell that's why every sunday is a feast day you know what i mean it's it's like this sunday mm-hmm. sunday is we we commemorate the lord's resurrection and on friday we commemorate the lord's so am death, i sort of. am i going to hell because i've done homework on sunday before no i don't think it's a i don't think it's a grave sin okay it okay so then it okay i understand that so for students um do your work on friday night and saturday yeah sorry about it but there's and as far as meetings go meetings are a whole other beast but you can go to a meeting restfully i do believe that you uh, hmm. not all meetings have to be like 100 percent all in and if you don't want to go to a meeting on sunday then don't go to a meeting on sunday. like i <laughs> that it's harder to say because it's you know if you said it's for like a mission organization probably go to your meeting on sunday yeah but at the same time, if it's just for some whatever, maybe I say like, hey, can we move this? Or, uh, I don't know. That's hard. That's a hard situation. Yeah, because like I was saying, it's it's this this cultural idea of you never stop working. And so right. if you stop working, you sound lazy. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're human beings and we need rest. Um, and and it's, no, if, okay. if you have a mission meeting on Sunday, you should talk to your mission leader and say, why are we having meetings on the Lord's Day? I'm mad. And I yeah. – this is a this is a subtweet at the Franciscan Missions of Peace Department. <laughs> this is this is my soapbox that I get on every time. So we we have we have mission training. It's mm. not just like a meeting, like quick, like here's the information. Mm-hmm. We have mission training, which oh. goes for four hours okay. in the middle that of is, Sunday. Yeah, that's a whole other beast. From one to five, which mm-hmm. is like not only is it a huge meeting in the middle of the day, it's also during a couple of mass times. So okay. you can't go to two two mass times are knocked out of your day because of it, and it's like. That's even worse, <laughs> right? You know, okay. That's that's a little extreme, but so that there's that which is like obviously probably questionable, um, and then there's something like oh you have an hour long meeting for a student organization that you're in, and Sunday night is the only time that y'all can meet, and because everybody's typically free on Sunday night, or at least that's what every every student organization thinks, and it's just an hour long meeting, <laughs> and it's just kind of delegating like you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that. Here's what's going on. All right, break. See you guys in a month. Because I've had meetings like that before, and I don't think those are like the worst thing ever. They're not super labor intensive. You just have to go and sit and listen. So I don't know. What about that? Is that bad? I could dig that. I mean, it, it is. It is. Uh, it depends on the situation. It really all depends. Sort of thing. And here's the thing about Sundays: is that Sundays are to rest, but let's let's talk about the word rest it's the root of the word restore so you should be restored going into your week if skipping your meetings is going to make your week worse then (laughs) that's not good right uh you should be restored going into your week you should be restored from the week before you should be be able to take time and do things that you want to do for some people their sunday might look like going on a run going outside like even, uh, you know, maybe even like working in the garden, which sounds like bad because you shouldn't work in the garden. But for some people, that's like a restful activity, you know. And yeah. so it's how they that's how they relax. That's how they like to it's a hobby. That's how they like to spend their time. And so m- find something or figure out a way so that you can be restored and that you're not stressed and that you have peace. So if skipping your meetings, skipping your homework that you put off is not going to give you peace, then you do it. But also don't schedule meetings on Sundays. Don't put off your homework and other project work until Sundays. But there are realities of the world, and you, we do have to operate within reality. So that's my final answer. Cool. I like that. Sick. 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 We're at uh, 40-ish minutes. So Gotcha. Do you want to do, do, do one more? Do it, yeah, just do a quick one. Cool. Um. This is number three from Malchus. We got we got all your questions, dude. How do y'all balance who you pray to when you freestyle pray? I usually go straight to Jesus, but I feel like it would be bad if I ignored the Father and the Holy Spirit. Obviously, they're all the same God, but he revealed that he was a trinity for a reason. Like, it wasn't just a fun fact. I like the way you put that. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like trini- the, every person of the trinity is God, so, you know, when you pray, it, it doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. um, God is obviously trying for a reason. So, so the this is interesting. How do you balance? Are you supposed to balance which person of the Trinity you pray to? Uh, my answer is no, but yeah, 
I'd like to hear your thoughts too. Because I mean, it's it's when you pray to God, I feel like you pray to the entire Trinity. Yep. Which is saying the Father entire... Father Mike Schmidt has a video on this if you want to look it up. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we don't need to answer this question. No, we should still talk about it. Uh, oh, okay, cool, cool. Because <laughs> I well, here's here's what I do basically. I feel maybe this is wrong, but each member person of the Trinity has promised certain things in certain ways and through learning those promises through scripture and and all of those those types of things um i know that i can ask for something in jesus's name and like have it granted to me by the father i know that um when i'm like trying to work on something i can ask jesus be like jesus i want to be yoked with you like i want to i want like the graces to do this work that you know like has to do with like picking up a cross I know that I can ask the Holy Spirit for gifts of courage and wisdom and knowledge and those types of things. I can ask the Father, you know, to grant me what I need to protect me, to deliver me, like all of those things. So it's it's kind of like there I need each member of the Trinity because I need different things in different parts of my life. And it's not I pray to one more than the other, and that's wrong, so I have to balance it out by asking this person of the Trinity for this thing. It's, from my understanding, God has promised things, Jesus has promised things, and the Holy Spirit has promised things. And so I'm going to ask each person of the Trinity for the things that that person has promised. And mm-hmm. that's – and but again, at the at the end of the day, like Jesus is probably who I pray to the most because that's who I see in the Eucharist, and that's who I see – you know, at mass every day. And that's who I kind of think of because he's human. And so I can relate to him a little bit more than the Holy spirit, whatever that is. And God, (laughs) the father, whoever that is like, I, I, you know, well, the Holy spirit's person too. I should have said whoever there, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, you know, dove, fire, wind, whatever, whatever, whatever you imagine. Praying to a dove and praying to like a big father in the sky is big daddy. Okay, um, <laughs> let me just rend my garments real quick. And but praying to Jesus is a lot more just because we have more art of Jesus, and I see Jesus on crucifixes all the time. And so it's just that's who, who comes to mind more naturally when I begin to pray. That's my answer. What do you? What do? You, how do you kind of do that? What does that look like for you, Pat? Yeah, I my my first my first response would be that like we pray to the Father through the son in the holy spirit yes. right but that, yeah but, but that's even great. those but in like that that's that's it's much that's smarter true. than what i said but even that even those prepositional phrases are simplifications and are 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 attributed they're not like the proper name so they're, they're like the trinity has proper names father son holy spirit and attributed names creator redeemer and friend you uh-huh. know so those last three are attributed names to each member of the Trinity because every single person of the Trinity creates, redeems, and is our friend. Anyway, so it it's tough because they're so one, and but yet they're so, so three. three, dude. They're so <laughs> three, dude. <laughs> they're so one that, like, when you pray to one, you pray to all three because you know there's no supplication that goes without notice among, and none of them do anything without the others. So there's. So I would say I would say no you don't have to balance but you should have a relationship with each member of the trinity because yeah. again you're right there there is a different the way they're revealed to us on mm-hmm, earth mm-hmm. is different and you can't get into like partialism of like you know each each person of the trinity does different things that's like you partialism, said that's partialism Patrick yeah that's partialism Patrick Am I, did I say that did I do partialism um no cuz I don't think that not, they do different things cuz they're all yeah, one yeah. right no, the days of me correcting your accidental heresies are over, Ethan. Okay, good. But that's that's just kind of my understanding at least. Is like the each of the person each person of the Trinity is different and has revealed himself in a different way, which means necessarily that I will pray to them differently. Like here's a puzzler. When we say our father, which are we speaking to god as mm-hmm. a triune god or are we speaking to primarily the first person of the trinity yeah i don't know 
So I, I think it's I think it's God as a whole, but, but when, I don't I d- don't. This is hard. Here's the thing: is that the Trinity is a mystery, and we don't know, and we're just doing our, we're doing our best. Boo. You pulled the parachute. No, you <laughs> dive right into the water. I'm sorry. I'm afraid. I'm it. afraid to get into modalism. I don't want to do it. Well, that's modalism is is one God that does that shows up in three different ways. Mm-hmm. That's um, exactly what I was afraid that I was going to start saying, and so I just oh, I just okay, pulled okay. the plug. I just didn't do it. Every every analogy and every discussion of the Trinity needs to be qualified by some kind of. But it's not exactly like that. Everybody so, just so yeah. watch the video of the of the Saint Patrick uh, with the two Irish dudes. It's a really good way to study different Trinitarian heresies. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so I I I will say that they the Trinity revealed itself throughout history in a very specific way. And, and we need to honor that revelation, right? So, so God revealing himself as father first and foremost, and then revealing himself as, as son and then revealing himself as Holy spirit. Um, and, and, and the workings of those persons of the Trinity on earth are different in different ways. But, um, and so, and so like when you said, receiving power, you know, asking the Holy Spirit for power, that's great. That's, that's what the Holy Spirit does mm-hmm. and giving, talking to him and understanding that you are unable to do things of your own power and like asking something that I've been doing lately is asking for the grace to overcome sin because, and in, because of what I have merited through the sacrament of confession. And that's a Holy Spirit prayer. You know, saying like, like I have received the graces because in confession, you receive the graces to overcome the sins that you confessed. Um, and so you ask the Holy Spirit, say, please give me the grace to overcome this sin when I'm faced with it again. And if you're faced with that temptation, ask the Holy Spirit to overcome that temptation and he will give you that power, to the extent to which you get, can ask for it or can receive it. Um, so yeah, asking the Holy Spirit for sacramental grace, um, asking Jesus to be equally yoked with you. That's really awesome. I'd never heard that before. And I want to do that now. It's very good. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. So that's awesome. I like I like Jesus. I like I like I like Jesus. I like Jesus. So short short answer, no, you don't have to balance your prayer. You don't have to give equal parts to each of each person of the Trinity. But you do need a relationship with each person of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't have a relationship with God the Father, it's going to be very tough for you to um go to heaven. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um well this was our monthly mailbag. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait! I have one more question. I have one more wait, question. We we literally do not have time. We do. No, I'm ending we the show. Time for one question. I'm no, 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 no. <sighs> I have one more question from Liz. Okay, it's very important. Okay. Congrats on your upcoming gig. Looking forward to hearing about your mission work. Question, Patrick. When you're down in Houston, can you and Gomer create a podcast called Crunching Foxes, where you just goof on the other's podcast the whole time? I waive my rights to royalties. All right. Yes, we can do that. We're doing it. Okay. Shout out, Gomer. We're making crunching foxes. Um, that'll that'll help me get over not going on the Roman Circus podcast. So this is kind of a complicated situation because I'm going to training and I won't necessarily be able to record while I'm at training. So we've got this episode, uh, and I can like send Patrick a talk that I gave. Maybe we can put that up. I don't know what we're gonna do for the next month. We'll probably just take a hiatus. I think. I don't know. What you... Oh no, that's a good point. You know what I mean. So I'm gonna be gone for a couple weeks. So, hmm, you can't record while you're at training. I really don't think it's a possibility. Gotcha. Here's what we'll do: we'll plan for a hiatus. Okay. 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 It's gonna be a very unfortunate hiatus. What you could it's do, I very... mean, you could just have a bunch of guests on for four weeks in a row until I come back. I mean. Oh wait, that's a good point. Yeah. I might do that. You could just because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in Houston where a bunch of people. Sure. Are. Yeah. Bring on the I glazes can... again. Bring on yeah. you know Luke and Gomer or whoever else. Um, try to fill the void of me. SOS, SOS to all of our guests that still listen to our podcast. Ethan is gone and I'm lonely. Yeah. Help! I can't do the podcast by myself. It'll be so boring. I'm not, I don't have an Australian accent. Help me. <laughs> so to all the listeners out there. Uh, Please pray for me as I go to training for a month. I'll be back in July, so I literally drive back the first of July, and I'll be around again, and we can we can hang out once more. And that will be this will be the only hiatus 
that I need to take, hopefully. So that's the that's the plan. Um yeah, thanks for thanks for hanging out with us. I know it'll be it'll be weird and it'll be sad, but uh it'll be good. I mean, I'll be back. Don't 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 cry for me, Argentina. Wow, that was a good Avita reference. Thank you. I'm I, very proud of you. Thank you. I'm I'm quite cultured when I want to be. That's really There good. are no new crunch reviews, so yeah. Leave a five star review this. and we'll comment it. Um I'm running the crunch by myself, folks. You know what that means? I have to record and edit the show by myself, which is something that I've never done. We didn't we literally didn't prepare for this ever. We had two we have almost two years to help me learn how to record the yep. podcast. That's what I'm worried about the most, is not recording the podcast correctly. Oh, you'll be fine. You just need to get a board. Like I have. Yeah, in the next week I need to get a board. Perfect. You can make it work. You've got a week and a half. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Amazon two day delivery. Pfft, You're easy. Good. You're game over. You easy. just want to. You just want to buy the board that I have. Um, kind of, but also kind of not because I, because your board is an XLR board and we have USB mics. It's kind. We of, don't need to talk about this in the podcast. We do not at all. Um, anything that you <laughs> want to say to the people? People, we're continuing the crunch. Don't fear. Also, please pray for me. Um, if you'd like to consider donating to my summer long mission, uh, hit me up. The link is adoreministries.securegive.com um, if you donate and you don't pl- make sure you tell me because I'd like to thank you personally um, instead of wait for the notification to come through a door and then I send you yeah so if you donate please make sure to tell me um, if you do I will be updating you every other week on what's going on in my mission and yeah it's going to be perfect it's going to be great uh, if you want in on my focus game send me an email and I will uh, get you, get you what you need. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Stick with us, cause Ethan will announce where he's stationed. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll probably announce it on Twitter before I announce it on the podcast. But if you only listen to the podcast and you don't have Twitter, then you'll have to wait until July to find out where I'm going. Or I'll just say it on the podcast. That also will be good. Yeah, Pat, I'm trusting you. You're taking the reins. You're in charge of the ship. Sweet. <laughs> good luck. Uh, yeah. Let's 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 end the show. All right, sick, cool. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you on the twitters.